I'm pumped about this series. We're starting a brand new series um, today called Dashboard. And for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about keeping what's most important in front of us. Keeping what's most important in front of us. I, I don't know about you. I normally speak for me. But sometimes life comes so fast, comes so hard. Sometimes life can be so complicated. I mean, there's so much to do, and you just, you, you just wish you had vacation. The problem is you just got back from vacation, and, and the list is like yay long. And In fact, the truth is some of us will use today, which is a day off of work, right? It's really a day of rest, day of fun, day of relaxing, but we'll use today not to get ahead, but we'll use today to catch up. I mean, there's only seven more loads of laundry to do right? There's only how many more um, rooms to clean and carpets to vacuum and cars to wash. And, and, and the truth is that if we can simplify our life and if we can say, you know what, we want to take what's most important and put it in front of us and keep an eye on it, the truth is life will be a whole lot more enjoyable. How many are up for that? How many say, yeah. So that's what the series is all about. And, and I know this, I know one of the things that we all have in common today is we arrived here behind a dashboard. We all arrived here, think about it, behind a dashboard. Whether you were driving, you're up in the front seat, you're in the back seat, you know, unless you rode a bike here today, probably everyone here today arrived behind a dashboard. And dashboards, man, they're, they're important um, for many reasons. If, if you've ever ignored your dashboard, one of the following may have occurred. If you ignore your dashboard, you might end up having a blowout because you ignored the signal that your tire pressure was low, or you may have driven for a while with a door actually being open or jammed, and if you have kids, that's a little scary. Um, You may have done what um, I've never (coughs) done. You may have run out of gas. Have you ever done that? Have you ever ran out of gas? Yeah, because you you forget to look right, you're driving, or, or as guys, I don't know guys, if you're like this, I am especially early in marriage. I wanted to take it to the limit. I wanted to push it to the limit, man. I wanted, I wanted to get, get as far as I could on that tank of gas and see how long I could go. And so one night I had a bad idea. Um, at midnight, we'd been at a friend's house, I believe. We left, had a good time. We're driving home. We're on 29. This is probably 14 years ago. We're on Highway 29. And um, we ran out of gas. The, the, the problem was my wife had warned me you know, she's brilliant, and, um, you know, she was watching, especially early in her marriage. You remember this, babe. She'd always watch the gas because she knew I was going to push it to the limit. What's interesting is sometimes in our life, we do the same thing. Sometimes maybe it's emotionally we push it to the limit, or physically we push it to the limit. Um, maybe spiritually, we kind of push it to the limit. Well, she was watching the gauge. She was watching it. And she told me, she said, uh, Tim, she said, don't you think we probably ought to pull over and get gas? And I, I was like, no, babe, no. And she's like, Tim, it's below empty, below empty. And, and it was, there was the red, you know, the, the F and the E, and it was below the red. It was on empty. But I knew my car, man. I was like, babe, we got this. We're good. I'll get it in the morning. It's late. I'm tired. Let's just get home. We're not too far. And next thing you know, we ran out of gas. And so I did what any guy would do. I had a plan. Oh, I got a plan. I was like, hang on. It's okay, baby. She, you know, and she was like, I told you so. 
words a husband hates to hear. Um, you know, and sometimes it's good to be right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes like your spouse is wrong or your friend or your roommate is wrong and, um, and you're right. And you, sometimes you don't even have to say, I told you so. You just get to look at them and smile. You know, like, you know. And uh, but sometimes it's not good to be right even when, when, when you knew what you needed because sometimes it's midnight and you're out of fuel. And sometimes in our life, same thing happens. It seems like it's midnight. And if we're not careful to keep what matters most, what's most important in front of us, it could be midnight and we can be running out of fuel. And so we pull over. I call my buddy. Hey, Scotty. Hey, man. Dude, would you please do me a favor? Man, I, you know, I ran out of gas. Can you get a gas can? Come over here. Man, I'm sorry it's midnight. Can you please hook a brother up? I mean, that's what, what best friends are for, right? Right? I had his voicemail. It wasn't even him on the line. And, and that's a bad thing, but it got worse. What, what's worse is, of course, he had already gone to bed. And what's even worse than that is uh, he had taken his hearing aids out. So there, uh, there was no chance of, of Scotty getting the message um, when I called. And so here we are. We end up in a vehicle with strangers we don't even know. My wife's 20. I'm 23, you know, um, I'm, I'm looking and she's in the back seat looking at me like, I'm going to kill you, man. <laughs> if we make it out of this, I'm going to kill you. You know, and I'm looking at her like, I got this and we're good. You know, we're in good shape. And, uh, oh Lord Jesus, help me. Right. And so sure enough, man, there we go. We fixed the problem. You know, if you don't keep your eye on gauges in your life that matter, you, you can think your marriage is going okay. In fact, I've talked to many people that they say, I don't know what happened. They thought our marriage was awesome, and then all of a sudden, he left, she left. And, and so I just want to encourage us in this series, let's put some gauges in front of us. Let's create a dashboard. Let's simplify our life and put what matters most in front of us, and let's focus on those things, and let's enjoy, enjoy the ride. Maybe worse, maybe, maybe you've driven when the car was hot or the engine was hot, or even worse, it was out of oil. You end up running your engine into the ground. Um, Steph called me uh, probably five years ago. She called me. She was coming home from work, and she said, Tim, the car's making this crazy noise. And, um, you know, I was like, what's new? <laughs> you know, I, no, I said, I said, no, it's, uh, uh, tell me about it a little bit. And I'm not a mechanic. I'm pretty proud of myself. I know how to pump gas and uh, change the oil, you know, if, if, it, if I have to. Um, I'm not a mechanic. I wish I knew more. If you're a mechanic out there, I just... Thank God for guys like you. And um, I just, I don't know a lot. I really don't. But my next door neighbor sure did. In fact, he's a mechanic for Ford. We had two Fords. So I'm thinking, drive it home tomorrow. We'll let Kevin look at it. And he knows our vehicles, man. We'll be good. And um, I asked her, I said, babe, look at the gauge. And is it hot? Is the car, is it, is it, is it running hot? She said, no, no, it's not. And I said, okay, well, you're halfway home. Just go ahead and, you know, we'll get it. Well, Stephanie, being wise, she, uh, she's like, okay, thanks, babe. Hangs up and calls Kevin. <laughs> hey, Kevin. And, you know, Kevin knew what question to ask. You know, he's like, now, what does the sound sound like? <laughs> you know, Kevin's like, you probably want to pull over now, you know. And so she pulls over, and literally for, I think she could even pull over all the way. I think the car died. Like, it just, my truck, it, it uh, you know, it just right then and there, man, we need a brand new engine. The problem was the gauge wasn't registering like the sensor wasn't registering. Um, 
but there was an internal problem we were unaware of. And so as a Christian, as a Jesus follower, we all have a sensor. That sensor is the Holy Spirit. And if we'll not only focus on what matters the most and what's most important to us, if we'll focus and keep that in front of us, if we'll be um, sensitive to the sensor that God has given us, life can be more than just trying to survive. Life can be exciting. Life can be about thriving. Are you with me? So that's what the series is all about. And, um, you know, I'm just thinking, if, if our vehicles have gauges to help us stay on the road, what if and how cool would it be if we strategically chose a few gauges, a dashboard, if you please, to not only keep us out of the ditches in life, but to keep the ride and the road trip enjoyable. So that's what we want to talk about. Next, the next couple of weeks, in fact, the next six weeks, I want, to, I want to show you how helpful that the Bible really is. And, and we want to look into six different components. I'm going to mention them real quick. But we, we want to talk about six different gauges that are important, that we ought to prioritize, we ought to always keep in front of us. And if we can do this, uh, we'll go further faster and we'll stay on the road longer and we'll definitely enjoy the journey better. What about our professional life? I mean, we all have jobs, right? What about our professional life? So what does that look like? What does that look like to create a dashboard where our professional life is in front of us, we're focused on it, and it matters, but it's not the only gauge? What about physical and spiritual and keeping an eye on those? And, and, and what about if we added um, relational? Because we are relational beings. That's how God wired us. God is relational. In fact, God, the Bible says, is a triune God. And I don't get it. I don't totally understand it. But there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So they're each God, but they're three different persons, but they're one. And, and you're probably like me. I totally don't grasp that. And, and that's okay. If I understood everything, um, I guess I would be God. I guess you'd be God, right? And, and I'm certainly not. But I guess if you think about an egg, it has a shell, a yolk right? And it has the white and it's one egg. You don't say past the shell. It's, it's just past me the egg, but there's three different components, but they all make up the egg. It's kind of how God is. And so we want to talk about that, that spiritual gauge. We want to talk about the emotional and relational gauge. And then um, also um, we want to talk about our, uh, our financial gauge because money, money matters. And uh, we want to keep that. So for one week, we're going to talk about Man, what the Bible says to say helpful about our money and uh, staying out of the ditch when it comes to, to money. Um, I want you to take your uh, phones, take your Bibles, take your tablets. I want you to go to Proverbs. I'm going to give us a text and a principle today uh, in, the, in this introduction for the series that, that really is going to set, it's going to lay the groundwork, the foundation for the next six weeks. And today's truth is pretty simple and the next six weeks, every week, we're going to focus in, we're going to hone in on each specific gauge. And whether that gauge is not in front of you or whether it's in front of you, kind of like for me, the fuel was in front of me and I knew where it was, but I was, I was uh, ignoring it. I was in denial. Maybe there's some areas in your life that God wants to surface over the next several weeks to say, you know what, you, yeah, you got your eye on it, but you're in denial. Or, or maybe God wants to point out and reveal that, you know what, this is, is in the back and it really needs to be up front. 
Proverbs 4. Let's, let's read 25, verse 25, 26, and 27. And the verses are on the screen, and we're going to read from the New Living Translation today. Look straight ahead. Now, if that's all we said, and we packed up and we went home, that would be more Bible um, than we would even need. Because that leadership principle is powerful. We all look at stuff, don't we? We do, don't we? In fact, there's, you know, stickers on cars, you know, because of texting and driving. And so there's stickers that say, say no to texting and driving, you know, don't do it. And the truth is you can get out, leave church today and not even go a mile down the road and look out and someone is like this. And whether it's Twitter or Facebook or text messaging or whatever else it is that that we just feel is so important now because we have so much to do, um, it's it's prevalent everywhere. And, And God says here, just look straight in front of you. We're all looking at something. The question today is, what are you looking at? The question is, what am I looking at? What is holding my attention? Because if, 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 if financial is the only gauge in my life, man, and, and I value wealth, and there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that as long as I don't bow down to that and as long as I don't make wealth an idol. If that's the only gauge in my life, everything else will suffer right? Everything else will suffer. And, and if professional, if that gauge, man, I'm climbing the ladder, I'm climbing the ladder, man, my goal is to be CEO, you know, one day of this company, and I've started here, and I'm already here, and I just got another promotion. It only been three months, and I'm traveling the world, and I've got all this stuff. What does it profit a businessman or a businesswoman if they gain the whole company and lose a family? If that's my only gauge, professional, and I get so far up the ladder and so far from my family, and I'm having a hard time to getting them, but I think I'm almost there, what happens if when I get there, I can never get there again? Or I can't bring there to there? What happens with that disconnect? And so gauges matter. So we want to look straight ahead, and we want to fix our eyes on what lies before us. Paul said it this way. He said, forgetting the things which are behind, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Here's what Paul was saying. I'm I'm not worrying about my past. I'm not moving forward, trying to move forward, looking out the rear view mirror. I'm forgetting about 2013. I'm forgetting about 1997. I'm forgetting about that failed marriage. I'm putting it behind me and I'm looking straight ahead of me and I'm focusing on what is most important to me. And that's what this verse is talking about, verse 26. And verse 26 really gives us the principle for the whole series today. Look at this. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the same path. Now, break this verse down. So mark out, mark out is about knowing. It's about planning. Staying is about doing. Um, I have a gym membership. I know I should work out. I know I should be healthy, right? I I know I should exercise three to four times a week. I I just should do it for my health. It's good. You feel better. You know, your clothes aren't as tight. Um, You know, everything just seems right when you're working out and you start off the day or maybe finish the day that way. You're hitting 
you're hitting those physical goals um, and your health goals, it's just a good thing. So I can know all day long about it, but until I do something about it, it doesn't help me, does it? It doesn't, right? In fact, come on now. Um, have you ever had a gym membership and you're paying 30, 40 bucks a month and you're driving by it three times a day? And you're with someone in the car and you're like, there's my gym. <laughs> and what your honest self meant to say was, there's my gym and I've been in three months. But they've gotten $120 out of me. I'm, I'm paying the electric bill. Right? Don't we do that? And we know we should eat healthy, but come on, Taco Bell is right there. Right? Come on, man. You know, Wendy's, you know, and Hardy's just came out with this new 10-pound burger I'm dying to try, man. I mean, it's like, you know, use this cheese as the buns, you know. I mean, come on. Come on, baby. You know, you know, doing this fast, I'm so proud of y'all who fasted. Um, the fast uh, finished yesterday. Today's a new day for a lot of people. And um, that's something to celebrate. And, and I love all the stories that have come in of what God's done in your life. And I'm more excited about the unknown, about what you're gonna see God do that you have no idea about. But God, with the God cam in life, God already sees today and he sees six months from now. And he's like, oh yeah, wait till they see this. This can be awesome. How we feel at Christmas is how God feels about surprising us with good gifts. And um, so, you know, as we celebrate this, um, it's, uh, it's something, though, to say, you know what, man, physically speaking, it might be good to keep that physical gauge in front of me. Maybe I shouldn't have ice cream with every meal. You know, maybe Bluebell is good, um, you know, but just not, not so much of it. I'm speaking to me. I don't know about y'all. I'm just confessing. My temptation. So, um, but whatever it is, these gauges got to help us. We got to focus. We got to look for it. Look, look what the last verse says. I love this. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Don't get sidetracked. It's so easy to get sidetracked. In fact, professionally speaking, most people that work at their job don't give 100%, do they? Right? Like statistics, I've, I see on Twitter sometimes um, different people. Will, uh, they'll throw out on Twitter world um, different percentages about how much um, the marketplace actually suffers due to distractions. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting. What if, guys, what if, just for next few minutes, listen, what if we could simplify our life? What if we could put those things that matter most in front of us so we don't forget about them, so we don't run out of fuel, our marriages don't run out of fuel. So our relationships with our kids don't run out of fuel when they become teenagers. So our job doesn't let us go because of a lack of dedication, a lack of attitude, a lack of perseverance, whatever it may be. What if, what if we focus on the things that really matter? And what if that sets the tone for this year? And what if life was just a little bit easier? Because we decided that there are some non-negotiables that come hell or high water, we are going to continue to look straight forward, and we are not going to get easily distracted. That's my goal for the series. It's my goal. Here's the principle. Would you write this down? It is a little lengthy, but I I think if I take one word out, I think um, the whole thing 
um, isn't as powerful. So I think every word is kind of a link in the chain that's very important. But I want you to write this down, okay? Knowing what to do. Knowing what to do. Write this down. Man, put it. This, this is good. So I want you to think about it this week. I'm going to give you a takeaway. can give us all a little homework. Knowing what to do only benefits those. Knowing what to do only benefits those who, and I'm going to add a word there, who actually do, who actually do what they know they should do. Knowing what to do only benefits those who do what they know they should do. Would you read that with me? Knowing what to do only benefits those who actually do what they know they should do. Did I lose any of you? It's pretty, okay, sorry. (laughs) Y'all have a great day. I'll see you. (laughs) Let me illustrate it this way. I go to the gym. I had the privilege to train with a guy in Tampa. This guy worked for the NFL youngest strength and conditioning coach ever. So I learned some valuable principles. And um, one of the things he taught me was when I worked out, we did something called high-intensity training. But he, he taught discipline during this high-intensity training. So some of you guys know what that is, right? You're working out and, and, and you're moving from one um, exercise to the next and, and you're you know, we would be about 85, 90% of capacity. We would max, um, just about max capacity out, and then we would go to failure. We would go to failure, uh, then you'd hurry over to the next thing, and you'd go to failure, and you would do that for 30 minutes. One of the things that um, my buddy taught me is he said, Tim, most men especially, um, they work out with weights that are too heavy for them. And they go to the gym, and they're trying to impress, and he says, it's all about form. It's all about form. And so, not that you don't need to work out with heavy weights, but if your form is bad, it don't matter how heavy the weight is. So he taught, let's just take a curl, for example. So he taught us, you know, you you start out with this curl. You know, your breathing's important. That's really important. And now you're going to begin. So from the bottom, you're going to explode. You're going to start off fast. You're going to hit it. Man, boom, bam, explode. One, 1,000, two, 2,000. Don't bring it all the way up and rest. That's cheating. Keep it where your muscle has tension. And so explode, one, 1,000, two, 2,000, pause, which is the most disciplined way of working out, he would say. So you pause there and you squeeze that muscle, man, keeping blood in the muscle, is doing some big stuff. And then comes the hard part because two seconds up but four down because you get stronger in the negative. Am I preaching to anybody today? Anyone out there know what I'm talking about? So as you lower it, you're going slow, one, 1,000, two, 2,000, three, 3,000, four, 4,000. All of a sudden, yeah, maybe you could do the 35s or the, the 40s, you know, you're, oh, oh, you know, you're doing this. But you get over with the 20 and the 25s, and you do that just a few times, all of a sudden you're like, you start sweating. You know, you start sweating because it's powerful. So illustrate the truth this way. If I know how to work out, but I go in the gym, and I, I'm like, you know, a couple people around, and I'm like, man, I'm going I'm to put on a show today. And I grab some 35 and 40-pound dumbbells, and I begin curling those suckers. And I'm, my form is all bad. And I'm like, Aah! you know, and my back is screaming at me, you idiot, you know. But I'm doing this. I, I, I know what to do. But if I don't actually do it, it doesn't benefit me at all, right? So now are you with me? Is everyone with me? Does that kind of explain it? That's pretty simple, we would say. 
And yet I think what God wants to help us with is areas in our life that really are simple if we'll just keep an eye on the gauge. And yet sometimes we often overcomplicate them by ignoring them or being in denial about them. And so I'm, I'm pumped about this series. Got a critical question, a verse, and I'm done. Um, the critical question is, is this. Are you keeping what's most important in front of you? That's the question today. Are you, am I, keeping what's most important in my life in front of me? Because if we ignore our health, and then all of a sudden we end up in the hospital and realize, man, you have not taken care of yourself, this is not good, and there's some drastic changes that have to take place immediately. I mean, sometimes that happens when you're in good health but let alone not being in good health. All of a sudden, we, we, we don't want to get to that point and then be like, oh, dear Lord. You know, we, we don't want to be like, man, I wish I had saved. I wish I had invested financially. I wish I had invested in my marriage. We broke up, you know, got a divorce. You know, the kids, uh, you know, instead of saying, I wish I had, wouldn't it be awesome to look back at an old age, to look back in our life and say, I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad we did invest in each other, in our home, in our family, financially, spiritually, in other people's lives. I'm so glad instead of saying, I wish I had. So the question I want you to think about is, are you keeping what's most important in front of you? And, and your assignment for this week and my assignment for this week is Proverbs 4, 25 through 27. I want you to read that verse. Would you read it every day, like one time a day? And I want you to think about these three verses. Look straight ahead, fix your eyes on what lies before you. So you're going into work or you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a dentist or a heart surgeon or a police officer or a principal or a teacher or a janitor or a coach or a pastor or whatever you do. You start off your morning saying, you know what? I'm gonna look straight ahead. I'm gonna fix my eyes on what lies before me. I'm gonna mark out a straight path. And I want you to do that. I want you to read that verse, number one. Number two, I want you to pray that verse. I want you to pray that verse. And you can pray that verse. Here's how you do it. We'll throw this scripture up real quick. Proverbs 4, 25 through 27. Here's how you take scripture and you pray it. So we can all read it. So now we're gonna talk to God. And so here's how I'm gonna pray it. And you can do your own way. You could use this way. But I'm just gonna say, Father, help me today to look straight ahead. God, help me fix my eyes on what lies before me. Hmm. God, help me. Help me mark out a straight path for my feet today. And God, help me to stay. Because G.I. Joe, knowing's half the battle. Knowing, but doing's the other half of the battle. So God, help me to stay on the straight path today. For some of you, that might mean um, something different than, than your spouse, than your friend, than your roommate, your best friend. For the person shares a cubicle with you, it might mean something different, but that's all right. We're gonna do, I love what Dave Ramsey says, we're gonna do what no one does so we can live how everyone wants to, right? And God help me not to get sidetracked. God help my feet. Help me to keep my feet from following evil. James 4, 17 says this. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and not do it. 
we're not here to beat anybody up today. But God makes it, God's a straight communicator and um, brilliant leader. And, and, and God, you know, Jesus said, gave us these words that just remember that when we don't do what we know we should do, man, it's a sin and, and <clears throat> sin hurts. So God, help me remember. That's our prayer. We're gonna read the verse. We're gonna think about it this week. We're gonna meditate on it. We're gonna pray those verses. God, help me to look straight ahead. You know, maybe for some of you, it's uh, you're married and you have a hard time looking at, you know, not looking, let me say it like that, not looking at, at that beautiful woman when she walks by and maybe a step further, not lusting after her, but you're married and you've been married and you have kids, and, but man, hello, that's eye candy and God made her and I'm just appreciating God's nature, hello. And for some of you, that prayer will be, God, help me. God, help me to look straight ahead. Help me not to get sidetracked. For some of us, what God's gonna do is God's gonna surface in us a desire for balance, moderation, and rest, margin. That's my, that's my prayer. Takeaway is I'm gonna focus on doing what I should know, what I know I should do. I'm gonna focus on doing what I know I should do. Next week, I want y'all to come back and we're gonna, we're gonna continue in the series, Dashboard. We can continue to live a better life by keeping what's most important right in front of us.